everybody. So we're the Homeworkies podcast, and we are so excited. We have a special guest today, and uh, I'm Rachel, and Amber is here. Hi, everybody. And we have a Hall Star extraordinaire, uh, Andrea Brooks, is here to talk to us. Yay! Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for agreeing to come uh, on our little podcast. We really appreciate it. Of course. I'm happy <laughs> to be here. I love talking to Hardies, Hallmarkies, anybody who knows about this world because it's a pretty unique land that we live in here, Hallmark land. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And so what we like to kind of start off our interviews with is just to t ask our interviewees what inspired you to become an actress and uh, to introduce yourself. And uh, So why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Sure. Um, so my name is Andrea Brooks. I am a Canadian actor and I'm based in Vancouver, British Columbia. And I started acting professionally at the age of 18. So almost, I've almost been doing it for about half my life, which is kind of freaky. Um, I guess you could say I always had the urge to act. I remember, and I've said this before, I, I remember watching Sesame Street when I was a kid and watching watching the kids interact with Elmo and I was like, I want to be one of those kids. I didn't really know why, I just knew I wanted to be on the TV. I couldn't really explain it. No one in my family acted or had a history of theater acting or anything. So it was always something in the back of my mind, I would say. And um, the opportunity kind of came when I was 15 years old and I was a competitive figure skater and they were auditioning for small roles in a Disney movie um, where they wanted people who could actually skate. So mm -hmm. I went to that audition and it went really well and I ended up going through a bunch of callbacks and and ended up reading for the lead role and this was kind of out of nowhere. I mean by this point as a teenager, I was in a theater company and I was trained, but I had no experience on camera and um, didn't end up getting the role. Uh, but by the end of that, I had an agent and I started auditioning and it's just kind of continued since then. Awesome. Um, really so cool. Rachel, I definitely have found our star for our Hallmark cutting edge version movie. So I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> We, I we love that movie. That is one of my favorite movies. I probably watched it a thousand times growing up. And that is my dream. I would love to be in a new Cutting Edge. And you know, they did a remake of Cutting Edge, I want to say in like the mid-2000s, maybe like 2008-9. I don't really remember, but I remember auditioning for it and being like, oh, this, I need this. I didn't, I didn't get the role, but. <laughs> you should have gotten the role because those sequels are pretty bad. We did a whole podcast. <laughs> on a cutting edge and you would have been a definite upgrade of what they got for that oh, second. Well, thank you. <laughs> because one of the biggest flaws was none of the people could skate. I know. Oh my goodness. It's, <laughs> it's so hard to watch when you're trained in figure skating and seeing the doubling and when it doesn't work, it, it drives me crazy. My mom is also a figure skater and she used to coach. So it drives her crazy as well. Um, we actually liked the movie I, Tanya, which came up this year. This, yeah. The skating doubling mm -hmm. on that was incredible. That was some mm -hmm. of the best skating doubling I've seen. So yeah. that's what we have to be in our imaginary Hallmark skating movie, which I very much would like to be a part of. So let's do this. <laughs> now that's that we know they, that they we got have nominated. the talent in the, like, in the Hallmark stable of actresses, oh, we're going to make it happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, Tanya, got nominated for Best Editing. It was totally deserved because that was really, they did a very good job. Yeah, they really yeah. did. And I know that they... 
they had trouble getting double because there aren't a lot of women who do triple axles and the fact that they made that happen and they integrated the CGI and I couldn't even really tell. I mean, I, I know where the CGI segments were, but it was right. very seamless. So yeah, yeah I think uh, they deserve that nomination. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So I have to tell you, so I, I normally am not a big fan of the wedding, the bride movies. Uh, I find <laughs> you know, bridezilla's just to be very grating on me, but fair, but <laughs> I was battling between in my top 10 list between destination wedding and harvest wedding in my top 10 mm -hmm. list. And I realized I'm like, both of them have Andrea books. So <laughs> you are officially the bride that I like. Yay. <laughs> I'm honored. Thank you. Um, I've said this before. I love shooting weddings, like fake yeah. weddings and you have a fake parent or two and fake grandparents and a fake husband. I love it. Like I will shoot a wedding any day of the week. That's probably the best thing that you can do as an actor. Maybe not. I don't know, but I'm, I'm a big fan of the weddings. So mm -hmm. I'm all for those. I, I wouldn't mind doing it again. <laughs> yeah. Fake wedding cake. That's actually real. They do have fake wedding cake, but you know what? I'm trying to think. I think the last fake wedding cake was actually fake. Cause I don't think we ever, think we were ever shown cutting it, but it was there and it was a big like plastic thing with a bit of real icing on top. So yeah, I definitely, I wouldn't recommend trying that. All right. <laughs> At the end of your figure skating movie, we'll make sure there's a wedding. I like this. With a, a real cake. With real cake that we actually get to eat. Yes. What do you like? We'll have you do the like cute, like sharing the cake. So you'll definitely get a chance to eat it. Perfect. If that scene is written, then we can't avoid it. We need a real cake. Right? Yeah. Um, this actually reminds me. So the, the new movie that I'm, I'm going to be in uh, March 17th on Hallmark Channel called The Sweetest Heart, um, it takes place in a cupcake shop. So there are quite a number of scenes of us eating cupcakes, serving cupcakes, organizing cupcakes. And I think after that movie, I had an official cupcake hangover. And I don't know if I can look at cupcakes right now. Even to this day, it's been, I think we wrapped this movie three weeks ago, months ago. And I still like when I'm at, when I'm, in, I'm in coffee shops, I'm like, oh, I just can't do a cupcake yet. I ate way too many on that movie. <laughs> what was it like? I guess like you said you really love, what is it about the um, wedding movies that you like? Um, I think, I think uh, over these past few, few years, I think I've done about 10 Hallmark projects slash movies, um, mm -hmm. not, not including one calls the heart. And I feel very fortunate. I think every cast that I've worked with has been incredible. And I've always ended up working with people who are either are my friends or become my friends. Um, and because they, they often hire Canadian actors, um, it's a small talent pool up here. And so we all, most of us know each other. Um, it's a small community, but um, I think just in the wedding movies, at least the, the men that I've, had the luxury of marrying um, have been quite wonderful. And like, we are legitimately friends. So I think that makes it really fun. Um, mm -hmm. and there's just something, I don't know, about like putting on a wedding dress and just getting all dolled up, like as if it's a real day, but it's not. There's just something about that that yeah. <laughs> is really fun. I don't know, it's like a kid playing dress up. Yeah, and you and like you don't have to pay for the wedding or plan it. Oh yeah, you don't have to pay, you don't have to plan, you don't have to set anything up. You just kind of show up and you're like, okay, these colors are great. And I love that. <laughs> you know, the crew takes care of it all, then you leave. You don't, yeah, it's just a good time. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I know these films are, are made really quickly. Is that stressful to be a part of? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, we typically do these projects in about three weeks, um, give or take. Sometimes it goes into a fourth week, uh, depending if we shoot Saturdays or not. So yeah, they're between three and four weeks. Oftentimes you get the script. I mean, they're usually working on the rewrites right up until the last minute for these things. So sometimes I've gone to work having just read the project the night before. Um, and things change, the name changes, the concept changes, the season changes. So you just have to, you have to be very flexible on these projects. And oftentimes because they are working on the script as you're going, you have to be flexible with, you know, you don't want to be married to the lines per se, and you don't want to be completely, um, uh, I don't know, set in, you don't want your, your performance to be set in stone either just because things are shifting. So you have to be kind of loose and, and, flexible with your performance, um, which, and luckily, because Hallmark on these projects, they often hire such wonderful people, um, it's kind of easy to do that, because if you make friends with everybody in the cast, then it's easy to kind of stay loose instead of, of staying super focused, and, um, you know, it's, it's a nice kind of relaxed atmosphere, despite the fact that you're moving at a very, very fast pace. Yeah, yeah. I think it actually, I don't, I've been thinking about this as we've been getting more and more into Hallmark movies, because it's so fast paced and there's all these changes, which we're hearing about, I think it actually shows up on the screen that like the lines and things seem very natural and not like over rehearsed and they probably just can't be. Oh, I, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting that you've noticed that. And yeah, it is true because up until the last second, you know, we're all kind of looking at this, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. Okay, we'll shoot it this way, we'll shoot it this way, then we have to move on. Um, I actually quite like working at a furious pace because it keeps you on your toes. And and I find performance-wise, same thing. You don't really, if you're working on something and you shoot a scene, you know, 50 times over, you kind of start relying on your muscle memory and, and you're kind of taken out of the moment. But if you're really working quick and you're really on your toes trying to think about the next line, you know, I think maybe it does result in a natural performance at times because you honestly are kind of working through it as you're going. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, really that's cool. a benefit, I guess. <laughs> Being at that resort for a destination wedding. Oh my gosh, I think that was the most fun I've ever had on a project, ever. <laughs> and it was just so cool because I'm legitimately friends with um, Andrew Dunbar, who I married, um, Jeremy Gilbo, Preston Vanderslice. Like, we, we're legitimate friends. We all yeah. live either Vancouver, L.A., um, and I think that was my second or third project with Jeremy at that point. We've since worked together again. So yeah, it's, it was just like being on vacation with a bunch of your buddies. And um, we, we actually stayed in the resort that we shot at. So for me, like the makeup room was right next door to my suite. So I would literally roll out of bed in the morning and take like five steps and I was at work. So that was pretty unbelievable. I love the ocean so much. I'm like a... I just love being at the in the water. So oh, much. do you? Oh, so yeah. do I. Uh, yeah, we just had the most fantastic time. I wish we could do it all over again. <laughs> That's so cool. Because uh, the writer of that movie, uh, you you have connections to several of our guests that we've had. Because um, the writer of that movie uh, came on our show, Nina Weidman, and we love her so much. Oh, Nina! No way! Yeah, yeah she's oh, the best. Love Nina. She was yeah. such a riot in Mexico. Oh my gosh, we all had so much fun. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love her. <laughs> yeah. 
And just for the record, I love Jeremy Gilbo. So whatever you can do to get him on our podcast, like. <laughs> okay, I'll mention it. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a great guy. Yeah, Marcus Rosner on the podcast as well, so. No way, another yeah. husband. Yeah, we yeah. just got to call up your movie husbands and then we'll be good. <laughs> and you guys, I know you guys also chatted to Cindy Busby recently. Yeah. She and I are, yeah, we're good friends. Yeah, she's she was best. a delight. You're a delight. So I'm not surprised you guys are delightful. Aww, friends. So sweet. Oh, I love Cindy. She's a riot, and I can't. I still haven't seen her new her new movie yet. So that's on my list. Oh, it's so great because they filmed on location in Romania. I mean, it's I know. I remember when she was there, and the producer of that is also one of the producers on One Calls the Heart. So um, yeah, I remember just one day she. She's been back and forth, LA, Vancouver, just kind of all over the place. And then one day I messaged her. I don't know if I was like, want to hang out? She's like, I'm in Romania. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. That's a, that's a, long, uh, that's a long trip yeah. to take for a coffee, so never mind. Well, they, so if they you were to her... have Hallmark fly you to a different location for a movie, yeah. where would you want it to be set? Oh, my gosh. Okay, first of all, I love traveling. I, I, I think I would pick somewhere I've never been. But if it were for a Hallmark movie, I mean, I would love to shoot in Paris because it's one of my favorite cities. Um, would love to. And they, yeah. they have done, I think, one Hallmark movie in love Paris, that. if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it, but I knew. Uh, yeah, I think Martin Wood directed that one. Um, yeah, I just think shooting in Paris would be just beautiful with the canals and the Eiffel Tower and the cityscape. I just, I love Paris. I know it's so cliche, but I think that would be that'd be a cool spot for a Hallmark movie. Love locks too. We'll have to we'll have to put in a good word for you. <laughs> I think that would be so fun, Paris. Yeah, yeah. or that anything, anything tropical. Basically, anywhere with a fun cast where you're shoot like is fun. Anything on location is fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, you have to come to do one in Utah. Utah! I love Utah. You know, I've driven through your entire state. I was living in LA and then I, I went to visit somebody in Arizona and then we ended up going to Vegas and there was like this whole trajectory and we were driving back up to Vancouver um, and then I accidentally misguided us and then took us through Utah. We were supposed to drive through Nevada, which would have saved uh -huh. us probably 10 hours. But I, I sort of made, this is why we should only rely on Google to take us places, not me. <laughs> so I ended up taking us all the way through Utah. So I've driven through the entire state. I actually loved it. It was beautiful. The people I was with weren't very impressed with me. But I, the whole time I was like, look at the hills. I, I think it's a fabulous state. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you though, like in the South part where there's just like, not red rocks, not really beautiful mountains where it's kind of like dust. That's not the greatest. <laughs> That's the best of it. Oh, my dad. Oh, really? It's so funny. Like, we'll go down to southern. My dad loves southern Utah so much. And we really? Loves, like, he loves southern Utah as much as I love the ocean. And because I can just look at the ocean and be like, look how pretty it is. And I can just stare at it for hours and hours. <laughs> And yeah. he's like that with, he'll just be like, look at that beautiful rocks. And, and uh, last time we went down there, I was like, by the end of like the first day, I was like, if he says to look at those rocks one more time, I'm going to scream. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle it anymore. But, so, yeah, you know, I can sympathize. My mother is a geologist. So rocks are her, her business. So as a kid, I've, I've been trekked all around Canada, all oh around North gosh. America, looking at rocks. So I understand. I understand how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> you really understand. That's so yeah. funny. Um, 
So the the bridge movies were those your first ones you did for Hallmark? Is that your first project? Um. Oh. You know what? I don't remember what my first. Hmm. I don't want to answer this incorrectly. I know when I did the bridge, I think I had already done my little stint on season two of When Calls the Heart. So that oh, yeah. had happened. I'm just trying to remember if there were more movies before that. Well, according to IMDb, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> your, probably first, your first thing was uh, that episode of Science Seal Delivered. Mm -hmm. Oh, I messed you know, up. That, yeah. that, that sounds right. That sounds right. Wow, I forgot about that. Thank you, IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> what would we do without IMDb? I have <laughs> no idea. People ask me all the time. I forget. I forget everything. I forget the projects. I forget, I forget characters' names that I've played, and I'll just be like, "Right, the, yes, I knew that." IMDb. <laughs> you know, Kimmy from the episode of Science Will Deliver. Kimmy played. You know, I never saw that episode, but that's where I played a tuba. In that episode, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so was that fun being in those bridge movies? Oh, the bridge was kind of emotional. Yeah. yeah, they were emotional. Part one and a part two. Um, yeah, that we also were technically on location for that movie. We were shooting in Victoria, uh, BC, which is a ferry ride away. It's on the island um, in uh, in British Columbia. Um, and yeah, I just that was another great cast and. Yeah, it was really emotional. It was really fun to play a character at two different uh, stages in her life. So mm -hmm. at first she's in high school, and then it's, I think, eight years or nine years later. So that was really fun. And, yeah, another great cast. And I think those projects turned out because I still people still seem to respond to them. I still hear people talking about those movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't remember. In The Bridge, did you work with Wyatt Nash? Wyatt Nash. I did. Yeah. Yep. So I played his high school girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and then I never get over it. So my heart is broken at the end that we don't end up together. Very sad. But yeah, Wyatt's awesome. He he was fabulous. I had a lot of fun working with him. Did you guys mm -hmm. ever talk about his time on Survivor? <laughs> he has a secret you know life. Yeah. I think have you guys interviewed him? No, no. But he would be a dream because Rachel and I actually met through a mutual love of Survivor. No way! Yeah. That's so crazy. So whenever oh, yeah. whenever he is on back in the day, his name was Matt. But whenever Wyatt Nash is yeah. on, I you we, remember Survivor? Yeah, I'm just always like, come on. That's hilarious. <laughs> Christmas. What was that uh, like uh, doing? Ooh, that I wish for Christmas. So that is the project that I met Paul Green on. Yes. Um, which has been, which was awesome because we've ended up, it's been a few years now and we've been working together quite steadily now on One Calls the Heart. Um, and yeah, that was with Lacey. And that, I'm trying to think if that was my, I think that might've been my first Christmas movie. Really awesome. Uh, Christy Will directed it. And she actually directed me in one of my first projects when I was, 15 or 16 years old in a, a little independent project. So that was really fun kind of reuniting with her mm -hmm. like a decade later. Um, and yeah, Lacey is just one of the s sweetest, most genuine people, phenomenal actor. I had so much fun working with her. And then that's, yeah, that's where Paul and I met and I discovered he is a massive jokester <laughs> and a oh. lot of fun to work with, a lot of fun to be around. 
and yeah, I, that one went really well. And yeah, I, I, I actually, I legitimately like that movie because I don't often watch a lot of the projects that I do. It's just kind of strange to know that, you know, you have a memory of how it was when you were working on it. And then sometimes it doesn't translate the way you think it will. But that one I watched and that one I actually really, really like. That's a cute one. I like yeah, it too. I think, yeah, I think Christy Will picks really great projects. We love her. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, me too. Have you guys, have you, have you uh, interviewed her? No, but she's like, she's like on the bucket list of people who want to interview. Cause it's so cool. I recommend it. This is so good. Yeah. Cause we yeah, interviewed Jen Lilly who worked mm -hmm. with, Christy Will three times last year. And so we kind of vicariously interviewed her in a way. We, yeah, we do. We love her. That's so cool. And uh, so uh, I wanted to ask you, so about Supergirl. So tell us about your part in that show and what that's like. Sure. Um, so we are currently in uh, production. We're near the tail end of season three right now. Um, mm -hmm. And my character came in at the very beginning of season two. And basically my character's name is Eve Tessmacher and she ended up replacing Kara who, slash Supergirl um, at Catco. So she was the assistant in season one and then I came in in season two. Now I'm the assistant. So I'm always getting the coffee, making the mistakes, angering everybody in the office. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. She's a, she's a, she's a good comedic character and she's always kind of in trouble and she's always flustered and she's always got a million things kind of going on at once. And she's actually based off of uh, an original Superman character. Uh, Eve Tessmacher was in the original Superman movies in the seventies. She was played by Valerie Perrine. So that's been a lot of fun to kind of play a character that exists in the larger superhero universe or yeah. oeuvre or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> And yeah, it's just been fun. It's a recurring role, so I'm in and out of that project quite a bit. And um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, really Supergirl cool. is a really great show. I just want to put that out there for people who haven't seen it. It's really fun. Um, I think it might be my favorite of all of the Justice League on the WB. I mean, not the WB. Yeah. CW. CW. And it was WB back in my day, too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's really, I think it's a really cleverly written show. So, it is. Yeah. It is clever. And I like, there's a lot of female empowerment. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. I always say, like, if I were, if I were 14 years old, I think that would be my favorite show to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I wish that they could transfer what what they seem to be able to get to work on the TV. I wish they could get it to work on the movies um, over there. But uh, I, I like the positive spirit of Supergirl. That it's yeah it's depressing, like the movies. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And there's just, there's so, there are so many superhero projects now. It's like everywhere you turn, they're like <laughs> every yeah. single blockbuster, there's a ton of, series and they just keep coming up but i guess there's quite a demand for it so yeah yeah and it's I think fun supergirl, to be a part of that i think supergirl has a because they have a slightly different perspective than most of the other shows because it like wonder woman it's female centered but it's not like mm -hmm. i'm the toughest best woman in the world it's like i'm very strong and powerful but i don't need like there's a lot of powerful women in it who don't have superpowers necessarily. Um, yeah. So it's kind of a different perspective in that way. And I think that makes it really unique from all of the other 
superhero projects that are being produced, you know, lately. Yeah, that's a good point because she is equally, I mean, Supergirl's equally a superhero and it's also kind of a coming of age story about a girl that everyone can identify with at the same time. So it is a nice, it is a nice balance to not just be all focused on the fighting and that, you know, you get kind of get the two narratives in one. Yeah. And they have a lot of, you know, cardigans in that show and I'm a big cardigan fan. So style's great. So many (laughs) cardigans. Every scene that I've done on that show, I have a cardigan. I swear every color I've worn every color cardigan. And I, it's gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, we need to start styling these a little. So I like kind of cuff sleeves now. I'm like, okay, let's, let's pair it with like something like sparkly. Cause yeah, there are so many cardigans. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay. So let's talk about when calls the heart. So your character faith. Uh, and so we found out from, I can't remember who, if it was Ruth that told us that, I guess you were the last person that you thought would play a, a nurse because you get you faith. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that is so true. Well, first of all, I I'm a fainter. I I'm so embarrassed by this, but yeah, at the sight of needles, hospitals, it just it makes me queasy. And I have such an appreciation for the people who work in hospitals, first responders, doctors, nurses, but it's hard for me as, you know, a patient going in or going to visit somebody. It's tough. And I've always battled with this and it runs in my family on both sides of my family, um, fainting. So even when I was in, you know, sixth grade getting my shot, I would faint always, always. I would faint in class when the school nurse would come and give a presentation about, I don't, I don't even know what it was because I was, I fainted <laughs> and my mom would always have to pick me up. It was very embarrassing. <laughs> and so, yeah, there, there are just certain things that trigger me and I've learned, you know, you, if, if anyone knows what it's like to faint, you know, you're, you feel very lightheaded, you go very pale, you can feel all the blood kind of rushing out of your head. You feel like bend down and try to just think about something else. So I just grew up doing that. And then when it came time to, you know, do like partake in nursing activities on the show. I, I remember being like, Oh my goodness. Okay. It's like a blood pressure machine. And like, this is how you take some, you know, all these things. Like I really had to check myself and sort of, <laughs> you know, tell myself that this was not real, that this is, this is fake and you're going to get through it. And so far so good. I have not fainted on the show yet. So hope it stays that way. I think you could use that to your advantage. I mean, what's more, when calls the heart than a fainting nurse. That seems very, <laughs> very appropriate. <laughs> That would be a great storyline. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I think actually, I think playing Faith has been really good for me. My aunt is a dentist and she used to faint just the same way that I did as a kid. And she grew out of it and now she performs surgeries. She administers needles all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that gives me hope that you can eventually become desensitized if you're exposed to this kind of thing. And I really do think that playing a nurse even though it's not real, standing there, being in charge, telling people it's going to be okay. I think it's actually kind of helping me and on some psychological <laughs> level. Um, so I think it's been good because I, I, I really do think I've gotten, I've gotten better. And now if I'm, if I go to a hospital or a clinic or I, I can, I, I watch the nurses and I can kind of not relate to them because by no means do, does my job have, you know, any of the, um, I don't have to deal with any of the hardships that a real nurse does, let's face it. 
but um, I don't know. There's a level of compassion. There's something I've learned, and I think it's it's kind of calmed my inner nerves. So yeah. I haven't had a I haven't I haven't fainted for quite a while now. So I'm, I'm hoping that I have become a, at least a little bit desensitized. <laughs> I've only fainted one time in my life, and I was it's it's really funny because so my sister got her um, got her wisdom teeth taken out, and I was I was the one assigned to go pick her up from the doctors. Uh, and I go in there and I see her and she was like, and I have a very soft spot in my heart for my sister. And mm -hmm. she was all like puffy and the, the smell was really strong. And I fainted. And they, oh, were all no. like, they were all like, oh my gosh, you know. And, so and she, she was being like, administered into your care and then you fainted. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm the one that had like my teeth removed and, and they weren't spending more time on me. It was pretty funny. So we had to we had to call my cousin Julia and have her come and pick the both of us up. Oh no. That's was, an amazing was, story. I know it was pretty funny. And I can relate to that because that is totally something that would happen to me. I <laughs> definitely can relate to that. That's yeah. that's really it was funny. Pretty funny. Um okay. But what's it like to be on When Calls the Heart? This is it. What's that experience um, like? Oh, it's it's just it's been such a joy to work on this show, and it, this is the longest I've ever spent with a character. I mean, I came in in season two, and we're finished five, hopefully going on to a six. Um, and there's just something so special about working with people over the course of years, um, and kind of growing up as actors, and you know, growing as friends in real life as well as on a show. Um, and there's just something about that that's just super special. And I think we just got so lucky on this show because all of us really are friends. We all truly get along. And I always say that one of my favorite things to do on this show is, is the group scenes because I, I love having the town come together because I legitimately feel like I'm friends with everybody. Boy, and it's been it's been really fun to play a character that grows and that goes through hardship and, and is learning who she is and finds her, her footing in a new town. All of that stuff has been so fun to play. And um, yeah, I just, I feel very fortunate. Yeah, and you do a great job. Faith is one of the characters who has never bugged me, which which is kind of rude to say, because a lot of the characters do drive me crazy, but sometimes with their choices. Fair. But Faith never bugs me, so I'm proud of you. Uh -huh. <laughs> Good, well, I'm glad. <laughs> So um, that's really sweet. Now I'm curious. So are there a lot of pranks on set? You said that Paul Green does pranks. Yes, the scoop. there are many. I would say Daniel and Paul are the biggest jokesters on set. Paul, <laughs> he, I mean, everyone, everyone now knows, but I think when he first came on the show in season four, people weren't aware of his prank abilities, but he'll go around and he'll be like, there's, there's something on your shirt. There's something on your shirt and you're about to shoot and you're like, Oh no, Oh no. And then he'll always go boop. And then he'll like, like he just has little, <laughs> little things like that where, you know, so anytime he says, there's something in your teeth, there's something on your shirt. There isn't just don't believe him. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's grown accustomed to this. Um, I don't know. He's, he's, he's just a really fun person. He has a lot of funny voices that he'll, he'll, and I think the kids all find him hilarious. So yeah, he's just, yeah. he keeps the mood lighthearted. And I really like that. Cause I appreciate working in an environment where things are, are light and amicable, not super serious. I mean, there's obviously a time for that depending on what kind of scene you're shooting. But for the most part, if it's, if it's a lighter scene, it's nice that someone lightens the mood. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have been curious, 
Do you think Faith will ever find love? <laughs> yeah. You have to tell well, us, just, just personally. Give us the scoop. It has not been easy for poor Faith. <laughs> um, oh, what can I say about this? I think that... Nobody listens to our show anyway, so <laughs> be frank. Um, you know what? I, I mean, obviously, I have hope that that's the direction she's headed. But there's something I actually kind of like this turmoil, the fact that she's experienced all of this unrequited love and that she's given up and sacrificed pieces of her personal life for her career. I think that really is the foundation to this character. Your new film coming out, uh, it's the 17th, is that right? Or Yes. Yeah. yeah um, tell us about The Sweetest Heart. Yeah. So The Sweetest Heart stars uh, Julie Gonzalo, who is fabulous. I absolutely loved working with her. We had a ball. Um, and it centers around a cupcake shop in a small town. And um, Julie's love interest from her past kind of comes back and everything is thrown into turmoil. The future of the cupcake shop is in question. And uh, I play her friend and her um, employee at the cupcake shop. And then I end up, while she's dealing with her whole romantic fiasco, I end up having a bit of a romantic fiasco myself. And there's just a lot of romantic fiascos going on and a lot of cupcakes. On the Crown Media press release, this is what they ha say for like the tagline. Cupcakes and cardiology become a recipe for love in The Sweetest Heart, which is just Ooh. amazing. <laughs> I hadn't read that yet. That is so funny. Okay, well, I, then I guess I can say, there's a character who happens to be a cardiologist in this in this project. That's so funny, I love that. That's a great yeah. line. Yeah, whoever <laughs> did this press release did a really good job. Because a lot of the times, I'm gonna be honest, they sort of don't do the movies justice. Yeah, or sometimes they don't even describe the movie accurately, like the um the, the Christmas, little... don't talk about the Christmas movies. The Christmas movies are a whole nother animal. Yeah, it was a disaster. They're producing oh, no. seventeen movies at one time. Everything. Like, yeah, the poor person in charge of that is just like getting them all confused, and they're in, under such pressure to get them out. So they're just like everyone gets the same log line. <laughs> yeah, Christmas so, and romance. So yeah. we have some fun questions that we like to kind of end off our interviews with. Cool. Is I like to call them like the teen beat questions, you know, the ones nice. that we always have for like Jonathan Taylor Thomas and I don't know. So good. So, good. so these are just for fun, obviously, because they're not super serious. But okay. the first one, maybe the most important, best flavor of ice cream. <gasps> oh, cookie dough. Great answer. Favorite color? Blue. Different, like I like turquoise, but aquamarine is my birthstone. So we'll go blue. Okay. What music are you listening to right now? <gasps> oh. Okay. I, oh, oh, ah, too much. <laughs> um, okay, Khalid. He's one of my, my newer favorite artists. I love his new album. Um, but always, I actually really like listening to movie soundtracks. Movie soundtracks from like late '90s movies, like White Oleander. Oh. I just I love soundtracks. So and like the scores, or like just like soundtracks that are just awesome. 
yeah, you can just sort of have it in the back. It's like the soundtrack to your life when you're walking down the street. It makes everything feel very important. Yeah. <laughs> like Empire Records and um, uh, Reality Bites, those are, uh, or um, uh, those are two of two of the best. Uh, High Fidelity, that one's really good. Ooh, that is good. That is good. Yeah, there's, I don't know, Pride and Prejudice. Um, I can't even like the, think the of all the version. The Kira Knightley version, which I wasn't the biggest fan of the movie, but the soundtrack is incredible. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's just like the music to one's life. It's it's just something I've always yeah. done. If I'm writing, if I'm thinking, if I'm reading a script, it can just be on in the background. I'm not distracted by lyrics. Yeah. Um, I highly cool. recommend the Somewhere in Time soundtrack. If you don't would. know that one, but I will be Ooh, I will be looking yeah. that up after this interview. It's very great. <laughs> Um, and if you've never seen that movie, watch it, and it'll add context. So. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it's got Christopher Reeve in yeah, it. It's, oh, and Jane Seymour. It's one of the most beautiful movies ever. All right. Really good. On the and list. Time travel. I like time travel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really good. It's 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 all it's like a perfect movie. Okay. Anyway, okay. I'm, I'm glad that you guys can appreciate the soundtrack situation because. That's just where my head is these days. That's no, like 90% great. of what I listen to, so I totally get it. Oh, awesome. Okay, yeah, good. Course. I like that. Yeah. And it's basically the only place where you get symphonic music. They don't, no, most people don't produce that, so. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And like some artists are starting to veer in that direction. Like Trent Reznor is doing, like he did Social Network, oh, yeah. Gone Girl. Those are amazing soundtracks. Um, so yeah, I just, it's just something like even when I was a teenager, I would go to the CD store when those existed and I would buy movie soundtracks. Everyone else would buy whatever was cool. I would be buying movie soundtracks. Question. What is your go-to date night food? <gasps> sushi. I love sushi. I live in Vancouver. We have amazing sushi restaurants. Every corner has a sushi restaurant. Um, sushi is my go-to. And if we're talking junk food, it's definitely going to be a bag of salt and vinegar chips. Oh, amazing. You just <laughs> made such good choices. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for, for validating me. <laughs> All right. And then this one kind of goes along with that. Go-to date night activity. Ooh. I mean, hmm. I do. I, I would say going to movies because I love I love film. I love movies, but that's not a very active date scenario. I think like is mini putt an acceptable answer? I that's was, an like, amazing answer. That's putt. not acceptable. It's amazing. Great mini putt. <laughs> Gilmore competition going on. You know what is the best way to do the movie date though? Someone told me this, and it's so true. Instead of doing dinner and a movie, you do movie and dinner. Because so that you can talk about the movie at dinner. Exactly. So if it's a terrible date, you have something brilliant, brilliant idea, right. brilliant idea. Nobody gets this right. <laughs> <laughs> and if things are awkward, then like, I don't know, like it's more, I don't know, more awkward sitting in a movie theater after like an awkward dinner. Yeah, no kidding. That's so yeah. true. And then even if the date's going horrendously wrong, you can, you're like, well, that character and that movie yeah. soundtrack was quite something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> free dinner. Danny Elfman really is great at musical scores, isn't he? Oh, Danny Elfman <laughs> is brilliant at musical scores. That Edward Scissorhands, top notch. Top notch. <laughs> Okay, and then the next one, 
Dogs or cats? Dogs. Beaches Dancing. or mountains? Oh, I love both. But right now it's winter. I have to say beaches. Okay. Yes. Fancy, elegant ball gown or sweats? <laughs> sweats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then favorite holiday? Christmas. I just love seeing family. Christmas. Yeah. Great one. All right. And then this one is actually the toughest. Everyone struggles with it. So don't feel bad if you <laughs> have a hard time. Favorite Hallmark movie? Oh. I know. <laughs> and it can't be an episode of When Calls the Heart. It has to be a movie. I mean, I, you can do whatever you want. There's yeah. not like oh. a, a judge who's going to rule on your decision. I just... I just feel like it's almost unfair because I haven't seen, I haven't even seen all the ones that I've done. And now yeah. I feel like I'll give you an answer and it's not going to be right because I haven't seen the best one probably. Um, okay. I think Unleashing Mr. Darcy is pretty fantastic because it stars one of my good friends, Cindy Busby, and there are dogs in it. Yeah. And yeah. that is incredible. And it's based off of, it's great. It's great. Rachel that's, loves, that's it. it's one of Rachel's favorites. Yeah. You could have the DVD oh, right, right there. there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And word on the street is there might be another one. I know. It's very exciting. Yeah. yeah no, that, that, that's my pick. All right. All right. So you did a great job with the answers. I think you're the first oh, person yeah. to not pick their own movie. I'm sick of myself always. I don't, I don't want to watch. <laughs> just blank my face out when it's on a screen. <laughs> well, we, uh, you're a delight. I'm so happy with all of your choices. So way to go. <laughs> you just passed. The Teen Beat questions. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Make sure that you check out our previous podcast where we talked about the uh, various offerings of Hallmark Movies Now service. And we had a lot of fun with that. And then this week, we are going to be just sharing some of our favorites because we had there was no movie this weekend, which was very traumatizing. But you have to watch the movie. <laughs> very <more>. traumatizing. <laughs> See, there's, there's room on this network for our skating movie, I'm telling you. Yeah, there's an entire week where they didn't have there a There was an movie. entire week with nothing, so we know for next year. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And uh, so make sure you check that out. It's going to be going to be fun. And then we have this weekend on... Uh, we have this weekend on Hallmark Channel. We have the new movie Love Once and Always with uh, P Peter Porte. Uh, who is very handsome and check that all out and uh, thanks so much Andrew for joining us we really appreciate it and, oh, thanks uh, guys where can people find you your social media and all that fun stuff yeah my Instagram handle is Andrea K Brooks and my Twitter is also Andrea K Brooks and um, my Facebook page is Andrea Brooks actor and it's got a tick mark next to it so if you have trouble just type in my name um, and yeah, I'm pretty active on there. And so yeah, come say hi. I'm Where can people find you? Um, as always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter and that's it. Awesome. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and YouTube. And I do every Sunday, I do a family movie night where I do a recommendation that is great for the whole family. So check out my channel. I'll link down in the description. So make sure you're following us on social media, Hallmarkies Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We post daily on there and we have a Facebook page as well. All the links are in the description section. Make sure you check that out. And uh, thanks again, Andrew. We really appreciate it. Yay, thanks guys. This was so fun. <laughs> and make sure Bye. you watch. Oh, Make sure you watch part. The Sweetest Heart <laughs> on March 17th.
Yes, because <laughs> it's going to be really good. I mean, do you guys remember the I'm log excited. Line? Cupcakes and cardiology. Cardiology. Recipe for okay. life. How could you miss this? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so hey. much. And we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks, guys. All right. Yeah, we'll do this again sometime. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.